podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, January 7th, 2023. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year, Gordo. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year, Jerome. Morning, morning. <laughs> Joining us for the first show of the year, Trample Bet co-host, regular guest, Jerome Else. It's great to have you back, Jerome. Uh, bad result for you last night, um, being a big Crystal Palace fan, but, you know, it can only get better from here in 2023. Uh, first time ever in my life, I left six minutes early. Ooh. I was just so, so sad. So yeah. were so good in the first half as well. That was the thing. It's like you'd been great and then come out in the second half and Spurs were just like, right, it's time to take hold of this. They just got the talk into it at half time and then yeah. they just destroyed us. The, there was some mental stat that came up when, when it got to like 45 minutes just before the uh, the halftime whistle went that Spurs had something like two touches in the opponent's third and zero touches in the opponent's box or something. That is insane. It was mental. It was, it was it was something like they were they just weren't in that game and then of course Harry Kane just did his thing got a brace pretty it's early like in the second when half. you watch you watch us yesterday and you're like what are we trying to do I, you don't know what we're trying to do. it's so yeah. hard right now it's a hard yeah. watch yeah don't yeah, worry you'll, you'll uh, comfortably beat Liverpool in a couple of weeks anyway that's that's Crystal Palace's mo it's just like as soon as they're playing teams from London like shut down we're not gonna not gonna bother and then they have to play anyone from like the north. Like right, fuck them. Yeah, that's it. Back to doing this. We pray. We pray. Yeah. Well, can only can only get better, as I say. Um, welcome back to all our listeners. Hope everyone's had a relaxing Christmas and New Year break, and hopefully, a lot of you enjoyed our World Cup show, where we did very, very well indeed. Um, myself and Dave Greenfield with our predictions of Argentina to win the World Cup at odds of six to one, eleven to two. Um, I certainly had plenty on it, and I rebacked them when they lost their opening game against Saudi Arabia and went up to seventeen to two. Um, because you know you can lose a game in the group stages, and it's fine, especially if you're Argentina. Uh, so that's now two out of two for the major international football tournaments at the Trampled Bet after nailing Italy at twelve to one for the last Euros. So a fantastic result. I know that Gordo, you didn't agree with us on the Argentina win, but you picked up stuff elsewhere. So it was pretty much a great World Cup all round. Yeah, I mean, that was, you boys all widely panned Belgium being any good. And you were very right there. They were absolutely rank rotten. And Adam Mbappe is top goal scorer. Um, even had some interest with some of the, I mean, when we did the World Cup pod, we, we, we basically got right France to get to the final. It's just who of Brazil or Argentina are going to meet. We did there. it again. We, yeah. we we basically predicted the tournament because we were all in agreement that it would be either, well, myself and Dave with Argentina, you and Joey with Brazil against France in the final. Yeah. Um, and I know I, I know Dave uh, backed an Argentina-France final exactly. I had uh, quite a bit of money on just Argentina straight up to win. Um, that I, 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 don't, nor, I don't cash out generally. Um, and I didn't cash out, but I did stick a couple hundred quid on France to win the World Cup when they went 2-0 down in the final. Just just so just so if if something awful happened, I would be fine. 
And then, of course, when they equalised and it went to two all, I was sitting watching it going, oh, this isn't that bad. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you covered the nuclear option. That's good. So <laughs> did cash out get to when they got to 2-2 two, two for France? Oh, oh, you mean, oh, I have no idea. I, I just put, I just oh. put, the, I just put the phone in the pocket. I was out drinking. I was, I was yeah. in a cat. I was in a castle yeah. at like a big's, uh, a pal's fiftieth birthday. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. In, in in one of the rooms, like pints were flowing, free bar. I was like, Do you know what? I did that to that couple of hundred just on France, like big odds. Um, and then basically, you don't care, do you? And then yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. And, yeah. and while there were big odds, it still it still wasn't enough that I didn't want Argentina to win. So, yeah. so, so I, I liked Jerome's thinking here because I'm pretty sure he was thinking about what is the maximum return you could have got. That I could have yeah, got if I cashed out the right on yeah. France on like yeah, you can do like a mega. Okay, France aren't going to win, but I'll take it, bang, and then oh, carry on. Yeah, Jerome, when France equalised, would you have been confident France weren't going to win? No, no, <laughs> no, and they had the chance to win it in the oh, last minute, didn't they? Yeah, that, they did. that, that would be brutal, man. But it was like a, that was Mbappe running through instead. They win the World oh, Cup. Oh yeah, I mean Marti- Martinez, maybe. Ah, yeah, exactly. Martinez, what a great save! But I mean, we could we could talk about the World Cup. Forever. Best World Cup, best World Cup final that I've seen. Certainly. I think, and yeah, I, it's best one. It's the best one I've seen, and I think the best best final. I think I've seen as well. Apart from it. maybe, apart from maybe the nineteen ninety one Scottish Cup final between Motherwell and Dundee United. Yeah, but, you know <laughs> yeah. We, we don't talk. We don't talk about that because Dundee United lost it. I think so that was our shout, that was our sixth ever. Our, yeah, yeah, there is a, there is yeah. a lot. I, I thought it was. I thought it was wonderful. Okay, I, you can. I enjoyed it. You I'm, can say what you like about the political aspect of it, and it probably shouldn't. Well, let's just. Say it shouldn't have been held in Qatar, um, with all the problems that went along with that for the fan experience and people getting there and feeling comfortable there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But in terms of just the games themselves, I thought it was wonderful. I I felt that I wouldn't mind if World Cups were in the win uh, the winter again. I, I didn't think I, I minded. Yeah, I quite like that as well. I yeah. liked it, but maybe that's just because of the time zone it was in. If that was eight hours behind in uh, held in the USA, for instance, would it have been as good in the winter? Yeah, maybe because I, I what I, I, that three games a day starting at ten thirty, four games like, a day uh, starting four, at ten yeah. a.m. ten a.m. Wonderful was like having a cup of coffee. It was a little pick me up for work. It's just like there's football on football I care about. There's more football on, and it just goes yeah. on forever. But and was, I didn't think I'd watch many games beforehand, but anytime I was free, I watched a game. And yeah, just, yeah. Th- what was your favourite game of the World Cup? Do you think, excluding the final? Because I've got I've got some ones up there that I thought were spectacular. That, um, Garden, that Argentina Holland. Yes. See, Argentina Holland was. I was going to go Brazil Croatia because of how like. Croatia were just out of it for for oh yeah and, yeah and yeah Japan Germany and, oh Japan Germany as well and there's it has to be up Saudi, Saudi Arabia Argentina as well actually I suppose I watched I didn't I, I, I didn't feel great watching that with the amount of money <laughs> Argentina to win the tournament no it was incredible though um, but obviously this week we're back doing podcasts and picks. Yeah. And obviously, Andy, you're going to, I'd imagine you'll talk a little bit about a predictor and various different things, but... I will do. I the, will, slate, I will do. I think... the slate that we have got to pick from this week, <laughs> we were all discussing, is 
It's almost like well, Christmas Day fixtures. You know, when you're looking lovely at like... week to come back to, eh? Yeah. That lovely week. Yeah. Yeah. Straight into I'm going the old to the FA Albanian Cup. third division from my charity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite a, quite the brutal it's quite the brutal slate. Uh, before before we talk about that though, uh, there is a couple of congratulations from the World Cup. Um, I run a predictor contest every major football tournament, and this year it was won by Alan Kerr. So there was uh, just under fifty of us, I think, playing this year, um, and it predict the whole tournament from start to finish. And he had Argentina winning it. He had Croatia coming third. Uh, he he just did so well and kept gaining and gaining and gaining um, on Wayne Oxley, who'd been top since basically the group stages um, and getting Argentina right. He pipped him 101 points to Wayne's 100 points. Uh, so congratulations, Alan. Congratulations, Wayne. Gordon, you and I, I, I came fifth. You came tied sixth. That's very respectable uh, that is a- for, for, for a 50-player tournament to have um, you know, the two main hosts here right up at the very top. So we know what we're talking about. Aye, I was up there. I mean, I had Belgium get to the third place game, but that was that... probably un- your undoing. Mine was Ecuador. Still can Ecuador make it through instead of Senegal, and I probably win that thing. He you text me during it saying, I think Ecuador will be my downfall. At, at um, the time when they lost to Senegal in the third group game. Yeah. I knew it. I knew that would cost me. Oh. Man, I can't wait to get an Ecuador strip for next Christmas. Be brilliant. Looked out already, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so yeah, so that's the that's the World Cup. Um, brilliant final, great result for for the Trampled Bet podcast again. So really hope that some of our listeners got on that and um, as a result had a had a great Christmas and New Year. Uh, we talked about brilliant World Cup final, but what a final in the darts! I don't know if anyone watched that between Michael Smith and Michael Van Gerwen. Um, just a couple of days ago now. Holy hell. There was a leg where they were both on nine darts and Michael Van Gerwen missed double 12 for his nine darter and Smith just came up and took out the one for one for his straight after. Absolutely yeah. incredible. You'll never see that again. Um, it, the standard was unreal. The standard was so good. And I backed Michael Smith in loads of worlds, and I didn't do it this year because it's just a continual money drain. And yeah, there he was, stepped up to the plate and um, won the PDC World Darts Championship. He's got you to thank, hasn't he? Yeah, he does. Absolutely, he does. He's got me to thank for that because I was always doing it. Like, but Barney, because I just love Raymond Van Barnevold, right? And the, but that's just throwaway money. That's that, that's a that's a cheap little thing just because it's Raymond, and I, and I think he's wonderful. But yeah, always Michael Smith, and yet didn't do it this year. And here he was, boom, winning the thing. But but wonderful. Fact, you that's know, when you, you know how good that final was because they were even showing highlights, which they would never do on like GMB. Why would they yeah. show shots on that? <laughs> yeah, but you yeah. know it was that good. Exactly, it was so good, but it but with the end of that and the conclusion of that, that means Christmas is over. Like I know people say it's like the sixth of January, the twelfth day of Christmas or something. No, it's the day after the darts is done. That's it. Christmas over. Like, Christmas we're, done. Christmas mate. over, and we're into the we're into the new year, and we do have that slate for this weekend that we've all gone through, and we'll do our usual banker value outsider and charity bets. But my God. Like there's no Danish fixtures, there's no Japanese fixtures, there's no German fixtures, and then you know the top divisions in England, there's none of that because it's FA Cup weekend. So it's essentially the very worst weekend 
for me to come back and try and pick winners soon. So I'm just going to preface it with that. You're going to get your not, gonna get this all out your system now and then go four for four. That's what it's about. You've got, to, you've got no bias in these leagues you're looking at and you're just nope. getting so absolutely so this is pure. Um, it's a pure week it is we're a bit we're, we're gonna head to our ad break um you obviously don't get the ad break if you're a member of our trample bet club on patreon so if you go to www.patreon.com forward slash trample bet or search trample bet podcast on the patreon app on your phone you can sign up to be a member of the trampled bet club it's uh, about six pound a month Thank you to everyone that's a member. It really helps keep this podcast going, helps cover our cost, um, you know, gives us some confidence that we're not just talking into the void as well. And it's great to have mem- members in there uh, keeping us going as a going concern. Uh, so perhaps if you want some money at the World Cup and we help with that, you might consider signing up. You don't get the ad break. You get this as a video show um, that's released early and you also get a whole host of extras uh, like the cheat sheet, which is all the picks written down. So we shall see everyone after this short break. Welcome back and now on to our picks for the first show of the year, Saturday, January 7th, 2023. Even at the top of my notes here, I'm reading them off the screen. I've written 2022, so it's a good good start. I'll be I'll be doing that for a few be doing that for a few months. Um, but you know, like the professional host I am, I I noticed and said 2023 out loud, and then undid all that good work by going back and mentioning it. Nice. That's the <laughs> that's the comedic way to do it. That's it. That's the, that's the solid way. So, as usual, uh, long term listeners of the show will know uh, you'll get a pick from each of us across three different categories the banker bet the value bet and the outsider bet and then to round it all off you'll get one pick from each of us that we will combine as a treble for our charity bet um and should all three picks come in any returns that we get will go to a charity of our choosing that we will announce next week so it'd be great to get 2023 off to, to a good start with the main picks but also we charity winner in there so we'll be doing our best for that albeit the slate of games to pick from is not ideal, especially if you're me and all your footballing knowledge tends to happen in um, Japan, Denmark uh, and Germany. Germany. Yeah, and, and also the UK, in fairness, although the UK card is all over the shop because it's FA Cup weekend. So here we go. I'm maybe in a couple of leagues that I'm not used to. And uh, for my banker, is Sunday at 6 p.m. in Portugal, in the Liga Portugal. I uh, could probably not end here very often. If you went back through the hundreds of shows you've done, you'll be hard-pressed to find me in the Portuguese leagues. But it's Maritimo versus Sporting, and the away win for Sporting is 2-5. to five. So almost up there at 1-2. to two. Uh, They're in fourth place on 28 points from 14 games, and they travel to second bottom Maritimo, who have managed just seven points from their 14 games. Formwise, Sporting have collected 12 points from the last five matches, so one of the form teams in the league. Maritimo have managed the six points. The sides met in December in the League Cup. Sporting ran out 5-0 winners. Polino scored a hat-trick basically in the first half hour. Um, they're just so much stronger than Maritimo. Uh, Maritimo's last seven home matches have been five defeats 
um, and, and two draws. So really, Sporting should just overpower them. Far too strong in it. Two to five. That's that's quite high banker odds for me. Um, so pretty confident with this one, even though I'm in a league that I don't normally venture into. I I like it very much. I mean, I'm in Portugal a bit this week as well, but uh, for my banker, I'll give you another two to five shot. Uh, and this is Napoli away at Sampdoria. So all of my games are on Sunday. And uh, they, this is the last of my, of my games. So this is a 5pm game. Sampdoria versus Napoli. Napoli top of the league, 41 points. Um, Sampdoria, third bottom, nine points taken. They did get a win against Sassuolo um, just after Christmas there, but Sassuolo were all over them uh, for most. I actually watched most of that game uh, with their not knowing what day it is between Christmas and New Year and just being like, oh, there's football on at 11.30 in the morning. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I really like Napoli here. They did not do well against uh, Inter on their on their first game back. They lost 1-0. They had more of the ball. They were pretty... They, they did the opposite of what they've been doing before Christmas. They tend to be grinding out 1-0 wins or dominating teams. Um, grinding out 1-0 wins against the bigger teams. They lost against Inter there. You had much more of the ball. It, the game turned into a bit of a fight. There was hundreds of bookings, various different, very Italian way to to come back into the the, the new year. Um, but I really like Napoli here. They're, they'll be far too strong for uh, Sampdoria. Sampdoria had a decent Christmas break, which is um, with regards to friendlies, which is why you're getting an elevated price again later on in the season. This 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 drops off right to the kind of stupid odds you wouldn't go near. But at two to five, I'm happy to take a bite out of Napoli this week. So. That's Sunday, 5pm, Napoli away at Sampdoria. Jerome, what have you got banker-wise? I've gone for probably the highest odds I would ever, ever choose, but it's Tottenham at home to Portsmouth <laughs> in the FA Cup. One to eight. <laughs> and I've seen I've seen Tottenham play. They're going to win the league, but um, that's the only reason they beat Palace, <laughs> by the way. But yeah, one to eight at home against Portsmouth, who... Portsmouth absolutely do not want to do well in the FA Cup. They want to just try and get promoted from League One. So no matter what side Spurs put out, Portsmouth are going to put out a useless team to not care about this. So one to eight, absolute stone cold banker. Stone cold. Uh, it's the smallest price I think I've ever been brought to the podcast. Is it? Is it? It probably is. Bank banker wise, I think one to eight is is which means you cannot lose this one. If you like, lose just, this it, one, it, it just it just can't be done. It one to this, eight. Like, this, that this, has to be. This was. Let me get back in the pod. Bang. <laughs> I, uh, this is coming in. This is one of four. That's it. In what is it's a guaranteed. Let, let let you know. We'll maybe pop it in our uh, in our in our host chat and see what Dave Greenfield thinks about that. Uh, I'm, look, I'm looking know. forward to it. Um, but Jerome had a very, a very conservative start to this. Paid, to this paid out after fourteen minutes. Aye. there we go. That's what we want to happen there. Yes. Boom, two 0 Bet three six five. Paid it out. Everybody's happy. It's Roll the on. Booster Sunday. in your acker. You get some. You get some boost. That's what exactly. it is. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so if you fancy those bankers combining them all together, so that's Sporting Napoli and Tottenham Hotspur, one point two to one. Which is pretty good for something that's got a one to eight shot in it. Um, you know, get that get that leg in, and then you've got the two two to five shots. So over even money for the banker treble this week. On to the value picks, and this is where we like to try and find something we think's got a really good shot of coming in. 
that perhaps is better chances than than the bookies have priced them up at. Um, tend to be around even money, although mine is slightly less this week. Again, Jerome, I'm following uh, sort of your theory of coming in and just getting something you're more certain of. Yeah. Uh, just to just to kick off 2023. So my value is Saturday at 3 p.m. in the Scottish Premiership, and it's Aberdeen versus St Johnston. Despite a couple of poor recent results, Aberdeen are still fourth in the Premiership table with 26 points from 20 matches. Uh, St Johnston not far behind, despite being in seventh place. They're only two points back with 24 points from their 20 matches. Now. I've watched the Aberdeen highlights from their last couple of games. I was obviously at Dundee United versus St. Johnson at St. Johnson last week as well. So the two teams I know pretty well. Um, Aberdeen in their last few matches have done more than enough to win each of them. They've had way more of the ball and the better chances away against St. Mirren, despite getting a man sent off in the 35th minute. It's a game they, they scored early, got a man sent off after... 35 minutes and went on to lose narrowly 2-1 playing basically the majority of the game with 10 men even though the stats you couldn't tell they only had 10 men they had more possession for the entire game even with even with a man down um, and more shots and um, and then last weekend they drew 0-0 with Ross County in a game that they absolutely dominated 23 shots 6 on target to County 7 shots 1 on target and of course the game ended 0-0 St. Johnson, I didn't think they were that up to much. Honestly, Dundee United beat them 1-0 um, at the weekend there at home in Perth. So at home for St. Johnson. Um, and United were the better team in the first half, despite being away from home. St. Johnson, probably, you know, they could make the argument they edged the second half, but United got the goal. So I don't think they're up to, to too much. And I just think Aberdeen need one little thing to go right for them and they could dish out a serious hammering to someone. And, and this might be that game. So a home win for Aberdeen here uh, is odds of three to four. And I just don't think they can they can keep being as unlucky. If they play like they did the last few matches, things are going to turn for them. And I think three to four is a good price for a home win. So my value pick is Aberdeen. Three to four, that's fine. I'll take you to much higher odds uh, from my, my value pick. And a pick that I just, I can't understand at the moment. And I, and I you know, you ever look at a game and then start to look at like transfers and be like, maybe they've signed someone or maybe they've done something. In, or like Injuries. It's injuries. But maybe, I had a look at injuries. So-and-so is off. Yeah. I had a look at the injuries. I had a, maybe Jerome were talking about it earlier on. I was saying to him, I was like, I, I, have they been, has there been financial fair play? Have they been deducted points or something? Like, I don't know what's happened. Anyway, the game I'm referring to is at half past three on Sunday. This is Pacos Ferreira versus Chavez in the Liga Portugal. And I like Chavez away at 17 to 11. Now, you were talking about Maritimo being shit. Pacos Ferreira have played 14 games and have taken two points. Awful. They've, they've, they've scored seven goals, conceded 29. Chavez are, have got 19 points. Their form in the last five games is zero points taken, one goal scored, 12 conceded. Chavez, have been, uh, Chavez the, who they're playing against, have been grinding out results against people. So, if you have a look at their kind of overall standings of recent, they got a result against Braga, they got a result against Casapia, they, you know, they've, they've been taking points here. Uh, they, in the, the form table, have taken seven points from the last five games. This is a bet against Pacos Ferreira. I can't understand why you're getting them at 17 to 11. Do they think that maybe they'll just be better after Christmas? I, I mean, I, I cannot understand how you could be pricing this in a way that would put 
you know, around the same money on two of these teams. They can, an average of one point every seven games is, isn't great. Um, so I'm going to take Chavez away at 17 to 11. Jerome? It, it, all these odds, it has to be just because of a break. That's why. Yeah. And they think uh, they're going to come back rusty because there's no way that that... Do you not, come yeah. back rusty? They only fucking took two points in 14 games. There was rust on them for the first <laughs> half of the season. <laughs> yeah, but they're praying that they've forgotten how to play. Yeah, oh, that's it. God. Um, maybe they're planning on the Chavez bus breaking down or something. They have to play fans. <laughs> Even then, the fans would be more up for it. Um, so what do you I'm got, you know, value-wise? I'm staying in the Portuguese league. One that I love. I always bet in the Portuguese <laughs> league. Um, yeah. However you pronounce it. Guimarães. Guimarães. Yeah, Guimarães was right. Yeah. Guimarães at home to Rio Ave. And I've gone for their evens. So it's not a shit house value. It evens Gimarash at home, and they're very, very strong at home. They're both they're both together in the league, six and seven in the league. Twenty three points against nineteen, but their home form, I think, it just carries them through. They don't concede many at home, so I like them at home at evens against Rio. Well, I looked at this game as well. This was this was one of the ones that I'd have been tempted to on if I was going to try and put something in the else into the middle section, but I think it's a good pick. Yeah, uh, I, I looked at the Chavez pick that you had, Gordon, as well. Uh-huh. Um, and then obviously you were the first to post your potential picks in the chat. So I, I swiftly moved on to something else. But uh, yeah, I like them. I, I like I like these picks. Um, and if you wanted to combine the three value picks, so Aberdeen, Chavez and Guimaraes, seven and a half to one. She's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. For a, for a value treble for the weekend. So 7.5 to one at Bet365 currently. Okay, on doing, to the yeah, doing both of those. Love that. Yeah, for sure. On to the outsiders, uh section of the show that historically, um in, in the first half of the season we've been very, very good at. Uh would would you think this was our, our best section, Gordon, in terms of probably returns? I think returns wise it has to be. Um it's certainly not the charity. I know that. So <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I think it is, and we've been we've been quite good at, at skirting around uh and finding finding some real value. Uh, in the outsider outsider section, but yeah, hopefully the second half of the season's it's good as that. Um, Continues I think, that because I think outsiders bit- are harder in the second half of the season than they are in the first. You've got more handle on form. The bookies price them better. Um, first couple of weeks is great when the bookies haven't even paid attention to some of the leagues. Yeah, so the outsider slot is where we um, try and find something the bookies have priced up as an underdog that we think has a has a decent chance of coming in and as a result you get some pretty big prices especially when combining them uh, I tend to take them as a Trixie so that two out of three the old meatloaf if if uh, two out of three come in then that ain't bad, be bad and, eh? and, and, and you're and you're I, all good for outsider I like going wild I go real outsider let's get if you hit yeah. let's get the the lot that's my theory on outsider yeah that's it Back eight let's cards go. as part of a as part of let's a, go big. A... Can't wait, can't wait for J- Jerome's scorecast. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but for but for me, um, and this was the the early game I was talking about in the Patreon middle section. Um, this is the the early game of the weekend for me. Friday at seven forty five p.m. in the Belgian Jupiler Pro League for Standard Liège versus Saint Truden. Um, the away win for Truden is nine to five, so just under two to one. 
And after 18 matches played in this league, Liège are in sixth place with 29 points, Druden 26 points, so only three points behind, um, although they're back in 10th place. It's the form I like here. Uh, Liège have only two wins, three draws and five defeats across their last 10 games in all competitions. So a quick gl- cursory glance at flash score, you see a lot of orange and red, uh, not very much green. Whereas Truden have seven wins, one draw and two defeats. So a lot of green in their in, in their last 10 games. So form very much with the away team here. The last time these two teams met in Liège, so with Liège being the home team, was a pre-season friendly this year that Truden won 2-0. The time before was in last season's top flight. Uh, Truden again won, this time with a 2-1 scoreline and outsider odds of 5-2. And the time before that, the previous league season, the, the game at Liège between these two teams, St. Truden also won this 2-1. So they have a history of visiting Liège and coming away with victories. Um, the teams look equally matched, but form is with the away side. Recent head-to-head results um, as the away team is with the away side. So at odds of 9-5, to five, just under 2-1, to one, they will be my outsider for the week. Nice one. Um, and just just so you can find you can find them on um, Bet365, T-R-U-I-D-E-N. Um, and then, well, that's how you find them on Flashcore. There's an extra SE. Uh, uh, about three six five. Oh, so right. through the Belgium leagues. I no no early payout okay. in this league. Okay. okay. Uh, so you you know you'll have to stick in there till the bitter end. Hate doing that. More fun gets the blood pumping. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, as Andy said, we've been quite good with outsiders, and I'm bringing what I would consider a very traditional outsider for me. It's a draw. Um, this is the Sierra Italy's top division and this is at 2pm on Sunday this is Spezia versus Lecce and I think a draw at 21-10 to 10 is a pretty fair result um, both teams came back from the, the winter break pretty refreshed and took two big scalps Spezia two each with Atalanta Lecce 2-1 against Lazio so both teams had good results coming back from there Spezia were actually 2-0 up um, until about the 77th minute. They had a goal, um, they had a goal chopped off as well to make it 3-0 from Ethan Ampadu, you know, the, the Welsh boy, um, who, who's playing with um, Spezia at the moment to make it 3-0. Um, but they had that taken off for, uh, I think it was an offside in there. Anyway, they were unlucky not to win that game. Um, a a Pasolic goal in the 92nd minute denied them the victory there. So two teams coming out from a bit of a high there. Um what both teams have in common is they tend to do really well against the big teams. And then when they have to play, say, St. Johnson or Dundee United, when it comes to uh, Hibbs' uh, kind of form, when we do these kind of things, they come undone. Um, and it's, it, you know, for when they've played against teams that are around them in the league, they tend to draw. So I think they're happy drawing with teams around them just to keep themselves afloat and try and get scalps against the big boys. Um the Italian league's pretty interesting at this time of year. Um, between 10th place and 17th place, there's six points. So th- there's a lot of content. There's a there's a lot of kind of um, competition in, in the midsection of this league. There's a bit of a drift down to 9th, 7th and 6th. So there's, there's, there's yeah, sorry, 9th, 7th and 6th in the lower parts of the, the league there. Um, I think this game will end up a draw. Both teams... Are, are, are pretty comfortable. Um, I think that they'd be happy with a draw as a result there. Um, 
the only thing I want to note about this, and the last thing I wanted to talk about is in Lecce's result, um, they had a guy called Lorenzo Colombo scoring, a guy in Italy's under-21s. He's got four goals in his last five games. Um, these have been his only four goals this season, so he's, he's starting to find a bit of footing. I think if it's a score draw, he'll probably score in there. Um, but a draw for me in this game would be nice. It would be nice just to come back with an outsider win 21-10. to 10. Jerome, what you got? Yeah, see, now I just feel like, what have I done? No, not at all, mate. You, start, you started as you went to go on. You had a 1-8 shot in your banker, so if it's not an 8-1 to one shot and you're outsider, I'm going to be uh, a bit disappointed here. So. so so my outsider is in the FA Cup. Sheffield yeah. Wednesday at home against Newcastle. 11-2 uh-huh. for the win for Sheffield Wednesday. Okay, take me through it. Why? Okay, so let me get it up. Somewhere. Sorry, one second. No, no props. So Sheffield Wednesday, they play in League One and obviously Newcastle, they play in the Premier League. So at home, Sheffield Wednesday, really strong. 5-0, 2-0, a draw, 2-1, 1-0. Newcastle away. They're also strong, but what team are Newcastle going to put up? Their focus is, it has to be on trying to get a Champions League spot. So we're just hoping that they play a bit of a weaker team and there's a game of it and Sheffield Wednesday just randomly get a 1-0, 2-0. I, I, think, I think you might be onto something here because Newcastle genuinely are title contenders this year and they, they would not want to see get Trippier injured or Bruno Gamarish injured or any of these guys really on an FA Cup. I mean, Newcastle had FA Cup runs throughout the 2010s and that was all they had. You know, they were it was yeah. just finishing seventh when Mike Ashley was in the owner. So, I like the boldness. Because um, there has to be narrative somewhere. There has to be a shock. So I'm just, I can just you imagine think it's Sheffield it. Wednesday. You think it's yeah. Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, at Good home. Man. At really home. strong at home. Yeah, yeah, 11 to 2. Andy, right. any, any comment on this? I could see him frantically, frantically <laughs> pricing up things in the background. Um, that is exactly what I'm doing right now. Uh, frantically pricing up things in the background um, because I thought I thought the uh, Jerome's game was going to be the Leighton Orient versus Doncaster game, but I've maybe got that wrong. <laughs> so I've re I've repriced up um, what we uh, what's just been what's what's just been said there, which is uh, Saint Trudence in yep. Belgium. Uh, a draw in the Spezia Lecce game and a Sheffield Wednesday win, which comes to a massive 53.4 to 1. Oh, huge! That would huge. be huge. Mass- you know what's happening, Andy? Yeah, that Jerome's getting his in and we're going fucking zero for two on the outsiders after after Ugh. zero profit on the outsiders, the best way possible. Well, hopefully yeah. not, but hopefully it's, not, it's but absolutely yeah. huge. Hopefully, we get two of them in and then, uh, you know, three would be wonderful. But two is just Andy. Andy revealed my my charity early. That was what. That's it. I see. So yeah. I've so so I I've marked I'm, up there. No, uh, I just forgot to write it. That was all. Ah, so uh, spoilers. I've I've potentially spoiled the last pick of the show, but you know you'll get to say why you like it at least. Um, and and people have a little bit of a teaser for the charity. So there are the three main sections: banker, value, and outsider. And as Jerome says, on to the charity picks now. So one pick from each of us. It goes down as a treble. All the returns go to a charity of our choosing that is announced should a winner come in. Um, and for me, I'm staying in a league I know. Uh, so Saturday, 3pm, the Scottish Premiership. St Mirren versus Hearts. Um, so fresh off the back, 
of a convincing home win in the Edinburgh Derby, where they beat Hibs 3-0 last week. Hearts will come into this game with loads of confidence. They sit third in the table, obviously behind Celtic and Rangers, and they've now opened up a five-point lead over fifth place Aberdeen. Uh, They have 31 points from 19 games. St Mirren back in fifth place with 26 points uh, from their 18 games played. Hearts are also third in the league's form table. So third in the league and third in the league's form table. Again, behind Celtic and Rangers. They've taken 11 points uh, from a possible 15 in their last five league matches. St Mirren have managed seven points. So St Mirren have made themselves really hard to beat under Steve Robinson, but they do draw a hell of a lot of games. Uh, Their last 10 matches have been two wins, five draws and three defeats across all competitions. So Hearts are a really big price here. They're six to four, and that's because St. Merrin are difficult to beat. So this is a little bit of a punt at the big odds, but I think they're a much better team on paper, and they're n- they've now got a bit of confidence behind them, especially after that really convincing Edinburgh Derby win. So I'm boosting the odds for the charity treble, uh, taking something that's you know halfway between evens and two to one. So let's get this off to a good start with a Hearts victory. Hearts away at St. Merrin, six to four. I backed Hearts to beat us, and uh, that was part of that bet that that Tony Watt undid. But I was confident that it was going to get paid out early, and it very much was. So I think it's good. You're right. So better are hard to beat, though. That's the that's the thing. Can, did can I ask something about the Scottish League? Do you think it's a good league this season? No, it's very similar to last year, Jerome. So yeah. Dundee United ended up in, in Europe last year, but see one. So we play three rounds of comp- competitive fixtures, three full rounds, yeah. and then the league splits into two. And the top half play their fourth, you know, their fourth game against each other, and the bottom half play their yeah. four games against their fourth and final round against each other. Now Dundee United, with one week to go before the split, I think it was St Mirren. We were losing. We were one 0 down. And in the live standings, we were ninth in a 12-team league. And we came back and won that game 2-1, and we jumped up to fourth. That was how tight it was. It was stupid. Mm. Like, Rangers and Celtic were miles ahead at the top. Hearts were then in third. And then everyone else from fourth to ninth were basically separated by... but Yeah, by like three points. And you're seeing something similar happen this year. Like, Aberdeen... um, so as I was saying, like they're in they're in fourth. St. Mirren, um, sort of, where are they? Fifth. Uh, but there's there's nothing. There's not there's nothing between these teams at all. Like you can you can get one or two victories and catapult yourself up the league. Uh but historically but, I think like Hibs maybe should be a bit higher. Yeah, yeah, his, yeah so again, yeah. Hibs, Hearts, Dundee United, they're all teams that in really recent years have been relegated and spent time in the championship. So the league's a bit of a mess. Obviously Rangers had, had some, some serious trouble as well and, and we're down there too. So, you know, the leagues that we grew up with in the 90s and early 2000s, the teams that you would expect to be in the top five or six in the in the SBL have all spent, apart from Celtic, some time down in the uh, down in the championship and had their own, their own troubles and turmoil. So anyone can really beat anyone if you take out the old firm. The best, the best league in Scotland at the moment for action and for that is the Scottish Championship because there's a like they've got some serious competition for who's going to get promoted. They're like in the promotion places, there's like five points between seven teams. So and that includes the top of the league as well. So it's a much more interesting league and it's probably the most competitive it's been 
in about five or six because there's no one that got relegated. It's like fuck, they need to come back up immediately. Yeah. Um, because obviously Dundee and Hamilton are in that league now, and both are uh, not exactly Premier League quality. There's no one quite Premier League quality, I don't think yet. Um, so sorry, Andy, were you going to say something there? Were you going to come? No, in? yeah, I was. I was just going to say like that's why I like Hearts. So it's learn here. Everyone can be everyone and getting Heart. But last year, Hearts tend to open up a gap. They tend to be you take Rangers and Celtic out of it. You then tend to have Hearts pretty much alone in third, and then the rest. Yeah, and I, and I think they'll do it again this year. And getting six to four away from home at St. Mary, I think it's a good good price. So. Yeah, that, that, that's why that's why they're my, my charity pick this week. I think the odds are really good. Well, I'll take this in, in chronological order and in my picks to the first pick of mine. So that'll be Sunday at 12.30. And this is Belgium, the Jupiler Pro League. And big shouts out to, to Joey Slenzak, who uh, who just loves this league more than anything. In fact, I mean, maybe it's hockey more, but he, he does love Genk. Um, so this is Genk at home to Club Bruges. Um Genk are top of the league at the moment. Um, seven points clear. Uh, Club Bruges are in fourth, 34 points taken. Genk are fantastic at home. Nine games played, 25 points taken. Um, Club Bruges away, not fantastic. Eight games played, 13 points taken. Genk are 11 to 10 here. And I think 11 to 10 is a big price for a team. Now, they love scoring in the first half. You want to take a first half goal in this game, one to three, but... Bank, uh, sorry, charity wise, I think there's a better price on Genk here um, to, to do the business. They had the only blip for them was right before Christmas, they lost 1 0 to Kortrick. Um, and it was one of those games where you look at it, Kortrick scored late on, there was cards for everyone, and it just turned into an actual fight as opposed to a football match. Um, Club Bruges are going to try and play good football. Genk are going to have too much for them, probably a 2 0 win. 11 to 10. So, Jerome, I know it's been spoiled already. And we can all talk about Doncaster, but I'd like to hear you talk about Doncaster. <laughs> yes, it is Leighton Orient. This is my charity, Leighton Orient, at home to Doncaster. Doncaster is a patchy form away from home. Concede a lot of goals. Leighton Orient, just everything I looked for. Top of the league, right at home. Doncaster poor away. I feel like Leighton Orient. They they should just. They're nailed on for promotion and they'll want to keep the, the rhythm going. So, yeah, I just I can't see Doncaster getting anything at home. Seven to ten for Leighton Orient to win this game at home. They score a lot. I just, yeah, it should be an early payout, that one. Uh, and that would be the, the only one that can get an early payout because, uh, no, actually, Hearts can get an early payout. Gordon, it's just you. It's just Belgium. Um, yeah. It's just Belgium. They just don't, they just don't do well, early payouts. I wonder, payouts I wonder why they don't pro, do it. Pro, pro I wonder if it's a st- like a statistical analysis they do of all bets that like. Well, it is weird considering how many leagues Bet Three Six Five do early payouts on loads. Yeah. Like it, it's not like you know there's only a few like five or six. They, they cover so many, but not Belgium. So hopefully that's not an issue, uh, and we can get the charity treble in this week, which is Hearts, Genk, and Leighton Orient at combined odds of seven point nine two to one. So our terror would turn into £89.25. And hopefully next week, we're announcing what charity that's going to. I very much look forward to it. So that is the show for this week. It's been great to be back. Uh, If you like the show, do join us uh, on our Facebook group. There's 250 folk in there talking about 
their favourite bets of the week and just um, what they're up to gambling-wise. Uh, regular listener Michael Stokes, he's been posting his weekly shouts, mainly in rugby and tracking his results. He's standing at a very impressive plus 17.5 units since the beginning of this season. So that's really, really good. It's yeah. very good. Yeah, be, be impressed. Uh, that is, you know, because everything goes up and everything gets tracked. Uh, and he's not he's not on all the time. It's a couple of bets a week generally. Um, but plus 17.5 units is, is very impressive. So well done, Michael. I know that I've been benefiting from some of that as, as the season's been ongoing. Uh, co-host Joey Slenzak's always on with his daily ice hockey picks. Co-host Dave Greenfield with his uh, horse racing, jumps racing. And regular contributions from the likes of Matt Halsell and Chris Saunders in there as well. So thanks very much, guys. We've got an active group there. Do come in, be a part of it. Absolutely free to join. Get involved. And then also join us on Patreon. Mentioned it earlier. You get access to this show as a video file as soon as we record it. Gordon will get on to uploading our, our Zoom call so you get to see us as well as hear us. You don't get the advert in the middle. You get a middle section. Um, where we talk about some of the picks we looked at that perhaps didn't make the show, but that we still like, uh, and just some other general chit-chat as well. You get all the picks written down in a cheat sheet uh, that's uploaded when the podcast comes out. So you get you don't have to take notes. You don't have to try and remember which of the bets we mentioned that you like. You've got them all there um, in a nice handy JPEG format. You also get um, extra content podcasts as well, and we will be all over the Cheltenham Festival um, in March, as we are every single year. Um, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, why not join us now? Get in, get used to the Patreon, um, and and get ready for for the great show on turf, um, Cheltenham in the in, in the second <laughs> week of the second week of March. I know uh, myself and Dave, uh, Dave Greenfield especially, will be absolutely all over that. So that was w- the first. W- that w- was w- the, I was going to say that's the first message I received this year was Dave being like, "What are we doing for Cheltenham?" It's like as soon yeah. as that clock hit twenty twenty three, he was like, "It's time. It's time to talk about the jumps." I was like, "Good man." The, yeah, absolutely all over. It's our biggest week of the year. Is, um, is that the do. one when when you can buy the the sheet and just let you lot do what you're doing yeah yeah that's it you basically that's it. just that's you go from there you just uh yes. let andy deal with it so we'll be all we'll be all over the cheltenham festival as usual and then we've obviously got the golf majors as well um there's special shows for all of them and, and, and the world and cup other... and the world cup was a was a patreon only uh show that went out to everyone but you know, we still, you know, that, that gave that gave people that gave people a flavour of what's normally behind that gated content. So six six pound a month, www.patreon.com forward slash trampled bet, or just get the Patreon app. It's it's a great app on the phone, um, and then sign up to be a member of the Trampled Bet Club. Get all that stuff there. Gordo, Jerome, it's been an absolute pleasure, gents. Really good to see you, um, and Thanks to, and to have the back. show back. No, great. I'm looking looking forward to some. Some small odds winners in the in Tottenham, and then some big odds winners in 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 Sheffield Wednesday. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's do it. All right, that's it. That's the show. Thank you all for listening. Have a great weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black. Part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.